listening to Writers Off Topic, the podcast that takes a light-hearted dive into writing life, with your hosts Craig Hallam and Miranda Dickinson. This week, it's the pilot episode. Craig and Miranda are trying to stick to 30 minutes. Will they make it? We'll find out. How are you, sir? I am absolutely grand because I managed to not laugh while you were doing that whole intro you session. Really well. I'm just. I'm going to make it more professional when we do like, the proper <laughs> thing. This is the welcome to the pilot of Writers. Hello, Coffee, everyone. AKA What Pod is such a good name. Except I keep trying to say What Pad, and I think we're going to get sued. Oh, we're 100 going to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> But one thing or another, we are here just for a little taster of what the podcast is going to be like. That might be make you enough to run for the hills. I don't know. Maybe so, the first and it may be the last. Maybe the last. We might say we will never talk of this again. If you were here in this moment and you saw this pilot episode or listened, depending on where you're finding it, yep. then you have a little piece of history in your head that will be deleted <laughs> And no one will ever believe you. It's going to be like, did you see they found, talk, talk about topical, which it won't be topical by the time it comes out, but this week um, they found a lost episode of Sesame Street that had the, the actress that played the Wicked Witch of the West in uh, Wizard of Oz. He yeah. did a Halloween special and she was there terrorising children and apparently it had so many complaints that Henson shelved it and they never showed it again because it, it, like kids, and there were loads of people that were, I think it was 1976 it came out, there were loads of people going, did that come out? Did I see, was it a fever dream? Do I remember seeing the Wicked Witch of the West on Sesame Street? And apparently it was, but they shelved it because too many kids were terrified by it. <laughs> There's going to be so many people out there thinking that's a Mandela effect thing. <laughs> I actually have a Margaret Hammond story. Tell me, tell me. I once convinced a bunch of people I worked with that Margaret Hammond, a.k.a. the Wicked Witch of the West, was my great auntie. <gasps> and, that, um, and that she was related to me through my dad's side. And I had them going for about six months. Um, and I was telling them that she used to bring, like, the curly shoes round. And she used to, like, the whole thing. Could you not take any water over Otherwise she'd be like six, Yeah, six months She used to come for tea But couldn't have tea Just in case she spilled any You know, the whole thing um, Yeah, six months I had on going probably, You do realise that I just made that up, right? So when so, did you first decide You wanted to be a writer, Craig Hallam? This was back when I was a nurse as well I was bored a lot, can you tell? Oh, my life See, that's better than my story Which is at primary school I didn't get on very well with my uncle And uh, I was Everybody else Because growing up in the black country Everybody had like 57 relatives living in nearby schools streets whereas all my family are from yep. Ilkley in Yorkshire so I know I saw them like when someone died or someone got right. married and my uncle was a bit who's a bit rubbish <laughs> in later years we reconciled I kind of felt like I didn't have this uncle that turned up all the time like all my friends did uh, and so I told them that he was the guy out of tight fit <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh my God. I went home and they were saying, can you get us his autograph? And I was like, yeah, totally. So I went home and I, I wrote a whole load of autographs out because I used to like practicing different types of handwriting. When did I first decide that I wanted to be a writer? Interesting. And see, here's the kicker is that the only scissors I could find were my mum's pinking shears, which make like a little jinky edge around the outside. Yeah, so yeah. I had to try and explain why the guy, the lead singer, who actually wasn't the lead singer, from Tight Fit, who sang <laughs> The Lion Sleeps Tonight, 
had cut out all of the uh, signatures with pinking shears. Imagination is a great thing, everybody. So if you have a story like that in your past, chances are you're right at <laughs> So, Craig, why are we doing a podcast? The whole point. Uh, for me, is that writing advice in particular is so hard to get now. It seemed that when I started out in the... <coughs> let's not talk about how long ago that was and how old I was and what decade that was in. But when I started that <laughs> way back when, there was no advice at all no. because the internet was in the kind of <laughs> still in the firmament, you know. Um, so there was no advice. And then we went through a lovely little sweet spot where the internet was doing the thing that it was designed to do, yeah. where there was good information on there. Yeah. And then the internet did the thing that we all know it for, which was turn into dross. <laughs> so, um, and I feel like we had a real sweet spot there where there was some really good writer's advice, but now it's all clickbait. I know that uh, this sounds weird probably, but it seems to me like a lot of the advice, because I still look for advice all the time, and I can never really trust the article because I'm not sure it's coming from a trusted source. <laughs> not that we're a trusted source. <laughs> I feel like these are people who aren't, you know, they're not authors, they're not writers. It's, it seems to be a lot of clickbait. And unfortunately, the people who are writers, who are writing really good articles, have to break it down into this... Top 10 things you didn't know about kind of thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. That, that, that breaks the great advice that they would normally be giving because it's got to fit this horrible clickbait thing. Yeah. Whereas if we natter about it, I feel like we might actually drop a couple of useful nuggets <laughs> while talking absolute rubbish. Everything's useful. I had writing friends. <laughs> like they didn't let me in for a while i was knocking at the door um, she used to pour at the window in the car that dickinson woman again it's the dudley girl we leave her out there a bit longer i think um no but it, it, before i found like really good writer friends that i could trust really good writer friends that i could be really honest with i was really shocked at how much they knew about writing yeah. like you know, all the worries and all the concerns and not wanting to appear like a diva. And then then at the same time being <laughs> totally frustrated that nobody was seeing what you were doing and all of that yeah. stuff. And I think the nice thing about doing this podcast is for one thing, we're not taking ourselves too seriously. So it's never, <laughs> never going to get... You might have you might have got that feeling already from this little taster, but um, we're never going to get po faced about writing because we're both yeah. doing it. We're both we've both got a lot of experience of writing various different things right across the board. Stories we will tell you, my friends. You won't believe. Oh my! And the thing I always say to people as well when I do talks and stuff, you know, at live <laughs> signings, <laughs> I always like to say, you know, I can give you my advice and I can give you my experiences which have been super weird but also because you do talk to other writers you learn all their cool stories as well and yeah. unfortunately they never seem to break out of those little um those little kind of three o'clock in the morning we're all sat in a hotel room half cut on gin after a signing <laughs> or a convention the advice that um, that kind of passes between you, but then never never gets passed on to anybody else. You worry so much as a as a as an author about not talking about the dodgy stuff or the funny yeah. stuff. Or there's there's been a, a big discussion just this week on Twitter about author pay, and one author finally just went, "It's really oh. hard and it's rubbish, and yeah. people aren't paying me." And 
if I can't do this, I can't do anything else. And it's really scary. And I don't know if I'm going to carry on doing it. And yeah, it's yeah. had like 700, 800 people going, yeah, me too. So I was like, we were waiting for the first one. They're going to go, they're going to go, they're going to say, well, we can all anybody, say. Anybody, anybody? Oh, great. Yeah. Somebody went, there was one, one, there's always one comment. Yeah. Only way to put people off of the writing profession. I think I'll just not bother like this. That's not what it's about. It's about being real. Okay. The thing is, if you put off with one piece of advice. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Or one piece of with one little piece of reality, if that puts you off, unfortunately, right. yeah, this this probably isn't going to be the job for you because, man, are you going to get some rejection out there, kids? Oh. We'll talk about that on, a, on an episode at some point. I wish you could uh, I wish you could see the stack of rejection slips that are piling up next to my chair. Um, <laughs> luckily, it's a podcast, so you can't. Hey. <laughs> I remember one writer said that they'd actually papered one wall of their office with the, re- with the rejection slips. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah, I like it, but yes. at the same time, I don't want to be reminded that many times that people said no. <laughs> I'd rather just think yeah. about the yeses yeah. myself, but, you know. And the problem now is, of course, they send you your nose electronically, so you don't even get that. <laughs> you don't even get to uh, paste them on a wall. That's but, true. God, we're talking about rejections already now. We haven't actually stayed on topic, have we? Hello, and welcome to our brand, ladies but and gentlemen. It's a bit of everything. It's a bit of everything. So we're, it we're is. a smorgasbord of writing advice and... <laughs> Guff. <laughs> Guff. Absolute guff. I quite like the after a while they get quite if they if they're talking to an agent, they always feel they've got to come up with a reason beyond we don't like it. It's not oh. something we want to do. So we'd always be like, yeah. we have another three authors who are publishing very something very similar. And you're like, you don't, but thank you anyway. Sure, sure. <laughs> We're not sure that we have the time and the space and the dedication to really make sure we carve a, a, a niche in the market for this meaning it needs so much work <sighs> we haven't got the time for the budget. sorry yeah, i didn't read the first couple of pages and just went Ugh. before i was published because i didn't i got weirdly got an agent after i was published because oh, right, okay. i was i was found lurking surreptitiously on um, a website from published authors that, like you were saying about, the, that was the sweet spot. That was when that came yes. up and HarperCollins went, here's a site from published authors. You can put your stuff on there and we'll open it up to editors and agents from loads of different publishers, like share the wealth. And that lasted about a year and a half. And then it was like sock puppet accounts and trolls and all of yes. that came in. The yeah. internet doing what the internet does, yeah. Exactly. Before I put my book on there and then I got offered a book deal from that which was amazing I'd been submitting things like short story there was a short story thing I don't think I don't even think it was a podcast I think it was a radio program but it wasn't on any of like the big radio stations (laughs) just some like normal one that's for the wireless for anybody for the wireless and the idea was that you sent in a short story and they had it for free obviously and um and they kind of performed it they sort of did a radio for sort of you know like book at bedtime type oh, thing, where they oh, did like cool. a dramatic reading and I thought well, this is great and so they'd asked for several different genres and I sent them all to them and do you know what they like I got I got a letter back from them and I'm like you're like you and he said while we think you must be talented you're just not quite right <laughs> oh my god sorry would you like to stab me again because you're Mr. Beast at least okay. give us an end to that sentence. What, in, in the head? I think it was in the head. Best-selling author, Craig Hallam. Tell me about your books, Craig Hallam. I write fiction, mostly. Uh, I started out writing horror stories, and those were kind of uh, mostly for magazines, uh, you know, Strange New Worlds and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
and, and most of it, most of them don't exist anymore. So that that's why I've just I was just about to drop some more names and then thought, but nobody's ever heard of them because they all <laughs> died out like ten years ago. Um, no, some of the biggies are still there, but uh, fantasy and science fiction, for instance. So I started out with short stories, and then. Uh, I'll probably talk about Greaveburn in more depth and how I got the idea another time because uh, it's a whole thing in itself. But basically I wrote a gothic fantasy with um, kind of a little bit of what I would learn later was steampunk in it. Yeah. Um, completely by accident, just because I loved those old kind of uh, Jules Verne movies from the, yeah. the 60s and 70s, and I'd loved them since I was a kid. And um, like Mary Shelley was a was a huge influence. So I started putting in these weird machines and things like that. Long story short, a lot of rejection slips later. I uh, managed to get a publisher eventually. It took a long time, but I did. Inspired Quill. Hey, guys, if you're listening, love you. Brilliant. And um, they actually said, oh, this is really steampunky, to which I went, I'm sorry, it's a what now? <laughs> oh steampunk it's a it's a genre you should you should google it and, okay fair enough so i googled it well like, my god these are my people how did i not know that this was a thing and that that, that was it then basically because i'd already had another idea for kind of an 1800s high adventure kind of thing um but then I realised that actually somebody might want to read it. Was was when I was thinking of writing it just for me because I didn't think anybody'd care. Uh, and yeah, I, I kind of got lucky. What books and are available, then, Craig Allen? <laughs> oh, lots. Don't make me list them. But I'm written just, down. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah, I bet you have. I ended up writing a non-fiction book about uh, living with depression and anxiety, which I do. Which was never supposed to be read by anyone. It was a bit of self-therapy. I ended up releasing it through Inspired Quill, who were very supportive because they don't normally release non-fiction, but they yeah. um, they were like, no, you have to do something with that. Um, and they were very nice enough to take it on. So they did, published it, and then, uh, yeah, it went to number one on Amazon in America in the UK. I didn't check anywhere else because I wanted to preserve my sanity. But, yeah, it did on those two. So I was like, get in. So good. And then I've gone back to writing fiction again because I love writing weird stuff, like cyberpunk and fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Does it feel dirty to you we're going to talk about this in another episode i think but does it feel dirty to you talking about your own work because i am sat here in a flop sweat just (laughs) talking about it there was a big change for me about three years ago now probably maybe even four actually because time sort of stopped during covid didn't it i used to do like the three tweets prior to a promo tweet going any minute now i'm going to post something about a thumbs up post a picture of a kitten afterwards and oh here we go what's my like and like all that's a really loads of caveats in place and then kind of oh my book it's not ip on kindle and then come back to kittens my you know crazy deadly woman after a while it was just like if i don't talk about this nobody will be so I'm going to find yeah. different ways to do it. So I did things like rewriting lyrics of famous songs and putting my song title in and using yeah. random David Tennant gifts, which is, is the joy of my life, discovering those. <laughs> Even though there's Twitter tumbleweed every time I do it, it amuses me. David Tennant gift of the day. So if you follow me on Twitter, Wordsmith, you you can have the pleasure of my slight infatuation, not with David Tennant, although I do like the man, but with the gift. Because there is a David Tennant gift 
literally for every occasion every situation especially like whenever when he did good omens i was like hooray new ones but also to the fact of looking at them and then thinking how can i manipulate it into a tweet believe me i found it's a skill i never knew i had um yeah but it's totally changed i've been writing now for my first book came out in 2009 so I'm yeah. an old lady now in the grand arm of <laughs> publishing. Um, and the thing that I found is that the, the most, because publishers are so busy, the most that you will ever get are like three tweets. Even if they're really on the yeah. ball, even if they're really good, because they have 85 of the books that they're promoting. And a lot of those ones yeah. as well, you know, the ones that are kind of at the top of the list will get at least five tweets, but it is that thing. They've got it. They're also editing and doing everything else. So it was that thing of like, I actually want to get people really excited about my books. And also having seen books that I absolutely adore disappear without a trace. That makes you, that makes you stand on like virtually not in real life because I would be arrested, but not like stand on the corner (laughs) with a sandwich board and the loud hailer going, this is my book. Because the most I ever used to do was kind of walk into Waterstones and then just kind of surreptitiously pat the copies as they went past. I didn't ever move them or anything. Like I was just like, I'm going to get it. I'm going to tell everybody I'm an author. And then you go in and like, that's my perfect, that's really nice. And they kind of like scoot out. I have been guilty of guerrilla marketing. We'll talk about that another time. Well, yeah, I can tell you about my my lovely late dad and my my very much present dad-in-law. Uh, my very present dad-in-law used to put me in the Richard and Judy section and I'd get random people <laughs> saying, so good, you're in the summer selection, it's so good. I'm like, no, there's actually. And then he had an accomplice at our local Debrach Smiths and she used to put me in there. So I'd, start, I'd get people phoning up going, oh, that's Richard and Judy. So yeah, but it was because I think she was a bit scared of my dad actually because my dad would go in and say, why, right. why isn't she up on the shelf? I can't see her. She's a D for heaven's sake, put her up. Like, just... <laughs> That's amazing. You do need a decent squad with you if you if you're going to be a writer. 100%. You need to have writers who've already been there. I mean, that's what we can be for you. If you don't, if you're a writer and you don't know any other writers, I know this is a waffly podcast. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of daftness, but also please <laughs> consider us your team, okay? Your slightly crazy cheerleaders. Because what we want to do is encourage writers to do absolutely the best thing that they can do and not be mired by all of these things that are there. So we will make a joke about them because actually that's kind of how we cope. <laughs> it's 100% a coping mechanism. But yeah, what we are actually going to do is we have our Patreon. You can join our podcast. I know. At the very, very lowest tier, which is just a one pound. One drop. English pound a month. Basically to help us keep the lights on. It's a quid. Um, but also what we want you to do is we want you to get in touch. We want comments. We want questions. If it's on the Patreon, grand. If it's on our social medias, absolutely fine. We want to know what your questions are. We want to know what your experiences are. If you've got some funny stories, please share them with us. And we, we want all that stuff because we want to build a bit of a community, but one that actually works. None of that negativity, all no. of that positivity, all of that support because everybody needs some. And we are not going to judge you because you are a self-published author. If you're an indie publisher like me, or English published, should I say, like me, then that's absolutely fine. And if you're a big wig like Miranda, 
then I'm that's not. fine it's too. got a hat. <laughs> I wind her up about this all the time, <laughs> folks. Um, that she's the real deal. I only been followed really around Sainsbury's once. That's all. Oh well, that's that's one more time than me. And also, things like as well. What are your pet peeves? Because writers are always so scared <laughs> of saying about the bad stuff, but. Believe me, there's there are kind of Monday mornings if you're doing your dream job. If your dream job is being a full time writer or you're or you wanting to be a published author, there are Monday mornings 100%. where you just uh, there's just things. And so this is a yes. safe place where you can just we'll be discussing ours. You can share yours, anything you like, anything you want to chat to us about. If you've got any suggestions for the show, like shut up, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can contact us through Patreon. We'll be putting the links up. You can also email the show writers off topic at gmail.com or one word or lowercase oh that's smooth hey do you like it if you're on the tweets uh it's craig hallam 84 <laughs> which is how many millions of pounds he secretly has and i am wordsmith <laughs> which is deliberately spelled wrong because i used to be a copy editor and somebody and i didn't like misspelling and typos I used to get like a Chief Inspector Dreyfus Twitch from Pink Panther. And uh, and one of my friends said, I bet you can't misspell something. So that's why I'm called Wordsmith on Twitter. Oh, it's that why you misspelled it? Yeah, just to prove I could. And it took a few years of not like twitching when I saw it. But it's okay. Yeah, so you can contact us anyway. Ask us some questions. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the show. If there's topics that you that you you haven't had any advice, any advice on, it, you haven't heard any good advice, or you just want to hear us where we could possibly go from the starting point of your question, <laughs> get in contact with us because we love we love your input. We want this you to feel like this is your show with us wittering on it. So, how often can everyone expect to hear new eps of What Pod like that? I sound like a teenager, kids. New, <laughs> new apps will be dropping. We are so down with the kids, it's unreal. I'll tell you, every two weeks. No, sorry, I will do it in my normal voice. No, oh, worry. also, I apologise to everyone for the weird voices. I play a lot of D&D. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I read um, stories to my eight-year-old who goes, Mummy, not with the voices. <laughs> That is scathing. I'm a frustrated like Mel Blanc. That's what I think it is. Or like Victoria ah, Wood. I'm with you. I yeah, just, yeah. yeah. There will be there will be mad voices. <laughs> <laughs> we may mention Victoria Wood once or twice. And Terry Pratchett. Um, we may mention Pratchett. There may yeah. be some Star Trek references. I apologise in advance. Oh, Doctor, uh, Who. Doctor Who as well. Yeah, yeah, especially Tenant Era. Oh, it's the guy from um sex education isn't it who's going to yes. be the new doctor is that official because right, he, yeah. he is he is really good oh good He's i absolutely good. loved him in sex education it's uh, just like pure kind charisma. of stole the show a little bit i can't wait we've loved jody flo loved jody because flo was yeah. when jody first turned up flo was three and oh, and she hadn't yeah, seen the perfect. show but we had we had the radio times with her her like promo picture of it in the long coat and the you know yeah yeah and, and her braces and, the, and yeah, yeah. they had a dress-up day at her reception right. first first sort of class of school they had yeah. a dress-up day and you could go as your hero and she said i want to go as <gasps> i want to go as the as the time traveler lady doctor and so i yes. made her i made her an outfit and she looks so cool. All the other kids are turning up as like, you know, Buzz Lightyear in Spider-Man and Disney princesses. And Flo walks in <laughs> with the sonic screwdriver. Yes, with the sonic, with the coat, yes. With the braces. Yeah. 
oh, that's that's so much cooler to have the oh, do- uh, the doctor as your uh, as your hero, isn't it? If you want to see a photograph of Flo in her full regalia, you should check out Miranda's social media where she I shares it pictures I'll of Flo it. Yeah. eating cake and gardening and that kid. I swear that kid is just. I think she's my hero. Actually, she's my Doctor Who. I wish I was that kid. She's so cool. Do you know earlier on, as she said, uh, "What are you doing tonight, Mummy?" And I said, "I'm recording a podcast with uh, with Craig." Now, we tend to call people Uncle and Auntie because it's a bit of a black country thing. So it's Uncle Craig. Right, so Uncle Craig, and I said, "Uncle Craig thinks you're ace." And Flo said, "Well, I think he's pretty ace too, Mummy." So there you go. You yes. Right. I'm just going to turn off my mic while I scream. <laughs> All of the books now. I think Craig's pretty there ace. We go. Florence, age eight. So it's all good. That's going on the back. It's going on the back of all. What were we saying? We were saying something. We were, we saying, were saying something saying really important. Oh, yeah. Are we going to have what pods <laughs> at this rate? Who knows? So we are planning so far that, uh, that we're going to do it fortnightly. Um, yep. Because the idea is we want to record on a Tuesday night. We are hoping to drop the uh, drop drop the app onto, uh, onto Patreon on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, after Miranda has uh, sorted it all out and made it all work, and then it'll go live onto all the other podcast places, all good platforms, and some rubbish ones on the Sunday. Yeah. What we're hoping is for the second week is that you folks are going to get in touch with us. It'll give us a whole week to collect some comments and some questions and things like that before we get loop back to the fortnightly Tuesday where we record again, and then we can answer all your questions, and it'll be a little bit more dynamic than us just nattering. <laughs> so if you yeah. want to know things about, like, social media, if you want to know things about uh, conventions, because, so look, oh, I still yeah. want to go to a convention. They don't tend to have conventions, because I write contemporary romance, and I'm started writing crime, and they kind of have conventions, but it's not the same. You don't get people dressing up. Craig gets to go to the ones where people rock up to his stall dressed up as his characters, which is my ultimate bucket list. Like, <laughs> I want that to happen. The major thing was with the conventions is you get to meet the actual famous people. Oh. I think I've met three of the doctors now, and one of them is my doctor, Paul McGann. Yeah. I was just the right age when Paul McGann did that one solitary perfect moment of history where he played the doctor yeah um and that got me obsessed with it i got to be sat at a table doing a signing and paul mcgann was at the table straight across from me and we made eye contact and everything should you meet your writing heroes there's a question yeah because that is dangerous as people who've met me will attest (laughs) (laughs) i get people asking at signings for me to sign it as the mythical cat or dog in the book that I'm signing. And then yep. I say yep. things like, <laughs> would you like me to sign it as well? And they just straight out stare at you and just go, no. Can you sign it from Elvis the Poozle and Ron Howard the cat? And if you could draw a little paw print, that'd be great. Cool. Yeah. Oh, sometimes they, they come up and they say, can you sign it from the cat and say, even though I had a, a small start in life, life got so much better for me. Meow, Ron Howard. God, it's so good. Haven't yet come dressed up as the cat. So anything you want to know about that, you can, we, we talk about book signings. Yeah. What is the reality of book signings? There is some essential kit that you need for book signings, folks. Yes. 
And when Jeez. you're in author school, they don't teach you these things. Don't we just be people crying for the whole time. Welcome to author school. <laughs> it gets better. It just be the sound of uh, of like rupturing keyboards and uh, and tears, wouldn't it? Well, all I will say is it would be like the very the first thing that Flo said at her nursery. So she would have been about two and a half, three, and they were talking about what Mummy and Daddy did for a job. <laughs> now, my husband Bob is a gardener, and Flo thought that he woke up trees. And she knew that I wrote. She said, Daddy wakes up trees and Mummy hits the tappy box and cries. <laughs> tappy box being a laptop. I need that on a T-shirt. I really do. That needs to be a Wattpod T-shirt. We have things planned for our lovely patrons. Patrons? Patrons on Patreon? Everyone I know who has a Patreon does this where they go, my patrons, my patrons. Is it Patreon or Patreon? Patreon. Or is it patrons or patrons? Patreon. He would be like from some weird planet on Deep Space Nine, wouldn't he? Yes. Commander Patreon to see you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, geeking out again. I apologise. By the way, don't think that I've forgotten about looping back and talking about your books because you've been very good at making <laughs> me talk about mine. We're running out of time, actually, Chris. So just, uh, you know, talk about the good don't, news. <laughs> don't do that. Tell <laughs> you later. Just tell us about what we can get on Patreon. <laughs> One of the first things that you will get from every tier there are four tiers you get to see the videos of these recordings you also get to listen to this hilarity uh, two days before everybody else does you will also get a patron's badge you will get a SWAT badge as a supporter of writers off topic you will get a SWAT badge that you can wear with pride you're going to be part of the SWAT posse if you would like to support us and you're able to support us on patreon we will give you all the details you get to hear us first you get to see the really awful art that's what's worth your top dollar in itself if you want to support us you don't have to be a patron to listen to the podcast one thing that we know about writers is that it's really hard to make a living as a writer if that is you this yeah. is not going to be something where you have to subscribe to some huge amount of money all we ask is that if you like the show let us know and if you've got things you want us to talk about talk to us make the show your own send us your ideas send us your uh, funny stories if you got them send us your pet peeves send that is your questions. We want everyone to be involved. So while we would love it if you can support us, if, if it's not something that you can do, don't worry, because you get to hear us every fortnight, hopefully. We hope you've enjoyed this <laughs> pilot episode <laughs> of Writers Off Topic, where famously we went off topic. If you like what you hear and you fancy supporting us on Patreon, that's fine. If you just want to listen for free, bit a bit before you commit your money, no one's going to blame you. Just come and say hi. We're all, we're all over social media. You've been listening to Writers of Topic, the pilot episode. We will be back with the first proper episode very soon. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can also email us, writersofftopic at gmail.com, or you can contact us on Twitter. Craig is Craig Hallam84, and I am Wordsmith. It has been lovely to chat all over the topics with you this time. <laughs> we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Craig. Goodbye, Craig. You've been listening to Writers of Topic with Craig Hallam and Miranda Dickinson. A Coffee and Roses production, 2022. If you like what you hear, support us on Patreon. Patreon.